text line. How about open Joe's veterinary and taxidermy? Either way, you get your pet back. <laughs> is your slogan. I love it. I want to partner up with you. I like your thinking. Now, I realize you're horrified by the term uh, that Tucker Carlson mentions in this, but I think it's worth playing the first part again. Just it's very coarse. Very yeah, coarse. but it it's is. Very offensive. It is from the text from the FBI dude who was you know, at the top of this whole investigation. During the Republican convention, Strzok ridiculed the Trump family, messaging page in all caps, turn it on, turn it on, three exclamation points. The douchebags are about to come out. So, mm. um, so, so then we're back where we were or have been several times in the last week or so. Uh, is having that sort of a private opinion a, a, a problem? Can you rise above that? Uh, that's that's pretty strong. I mean, it's not just you want one person to win. Openly derisive of the entire family. And I came across, uh, I can't find it right now, but the, the FBI actual like guidelines are you're allowed to have public opinion. Oh, yeah. FBI regulations allow agents to express opinions as an individual privately and publicly on political subjects and candidates. Good. Well, that's right. That's sure. right and fair. But uh, so he could say that out loud if he wanted to. Yeah. And listen, uh, here's what uh, separates us from, uh, you know, just the guys who chuck uh, red wing red meat and right wing red meat all the time. Certainly, I enjoy right wing red meat and all sorts of red meat. But um, it's also possible that the lovers, again, your head counterintelligence guy at the FBI is married, has a married lover. Which is the stuff of blackmail since time immemorial and monstrously unwise. But anyway, it's entirely possible that was one of those silly little lover inside jokes sure. that they referred to the Trumps as the DBs and overstated the level of their derision. Well, and as On I was, the other hand, it doesn't help America's perception a bit. No, well, about as the I was, fairness of the investigation. As I was saying yesterday, and you've been uh, beating up on Colin Kaepernick for uh, the last couple of years with, he, he he fell in love with an activist, and now all of a sudden he's... Right, and, and, yes, and, I have. And he, this, he's got a hot, activist, black Muslim girlfriend. And this FBI dude who's, you know, uh, lustfully or, or romantically super into this other woman... He might, he might have been going, you know, extra far. Oh, yeah, I'm woke, baby. Hell, yeah, I'm woke. Speaking of woke, you want to go back to bed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little of that going on. Oh, sure. I did hear somebody say yesterday, before you get to the... Uh, the, the, the the infamous insurance text? The text that might be more important. Um, no matter what you think, the FBI is not thought of as well now as it was a couple of weeks ago. Right. I mean, that's just, and, and we'll be that way for, who knows, maybe forever for most people's lives. And ironically. Which is bad. This is Putin's greatest goal. Yeah. Put each other at our each other's throats and uh, sow doubt in all of our institutions. And, you know, we're not pie-in-the-sky types. We have doubt and skepticism about all of our institutions. As a free people, it's incumbent upon us to have those doubts and to always call government to account. But there's a difference between healthy skepticism and, and bitter cynicism. And Pooter and his boys, they're looking for the latter out of us. I'm afraid we may be falling into their hands. i got to throw in one more thing, as I said yesterday, because I think this is completely true, and this is the part that drives me crazy. So um, uh, your mainstream shows aren't covering this really at all. 
Your MSNBC, CNN not really covering this at all. I don't mean like they're covering it and saying it's not a big deal. They just aren't even talking about right, it. Pretending it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, Washington Post, New York Times, hardly any coverage at all. Fox is going huge with it. That really bothers me. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me it's clearly a story. Then then you want to get into the opinion stuff and say, I don't think it means blank. The fine. Sure. But tell me this isn't true. If it were the reverse... If it turns out this guy is saying about the Clinton family, and it ended up he suggested to Comey that Clinton be charged with something over the emails, right. and it comes out that this guy had said, here come the, the douchebags or whatever, when the Clinton family here walks out. Here comes the criminal family, right. You're going to tell me Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Shermer, MSNBC, everybody wouldn't say, oh, come on. Yeah. Clearly, this is an anti-Trump guy. Impossible for him to be fair. Anti-Clinton, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no doubt of that, right? Yep. So here's the hot one. Here's the text. I mean, the 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 DB stuff is amusing, and the oh my god, Trump can't possibly win, can he? God, I hope not. All those, and there are, there are dozens and dozens of those. Those are interesting, but this is the one that's gotten a lot of people's attention. It's a text from Peter Strzok, who is the head counterintelligence guy, who was having an affair with a married woman while he was married. Unfreaking believable. He's going to make a reference to uh, Andy in this text, and the Andy is Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe. I want to believe the path you threw out for consideration in Andy's office, that there's no way he gets elected. Talking about Trump. But I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in unlikely event you die before you're 40. So what he's saying is, even though it's very unlikely Trump gets elected, we need to take action just to make sure. Now, I wish he were here. I'd ask him, what are you talking about, dude? Is he talking about, we have some pretty serious uh, evidence that Trump is in bed with Russians, a global uh, adversary, enemy. Let's just say enemy. We're all plain-spoken people here. A global enemy. If they have information that really, really troubles them, that Trump may indeed be tight with Putin, that's a legitimate counterintelligence concern. Now, the investigation still has to be fair and even-handed, or else we just we, we don't have an FBI, we have a KGB. Um, or does he mean... Um, I'm afraid we can't take that risk because he's a DB and an idiot and a moron and a halfwit and all the other stuff that they called Trump in all those texts. Was it political animus or was it legitimate counterintelligence concern? But, you know, getting back to your your point, I mean, if you're trying to be intellectually honest about this and fair and just concerned for this country and not the R's or the D's, imagine that. You remember that, folks? People were more concerned with being Americans than Republicans or Democrats. What a quaint bygone era. Anyway, no matter which of those explanations is correct, this is a huge question. And the fact that some of y'all's favorite news organizations are pretending it doesn't exist is, to me, a withering indictment of them. So Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law professor who sometimes uh, Fox loves and sometimes MSNBC loves, depending on which view he's going with it today. Yeah. I, I think he calls them as his legal mind sees them. Yeah, I would agree. Said that anybody holding as strong of views as those expressed in those texts should be disqualified from being involved in the investigation. 
Well, he was disqualified after they came out. I don't know if, if, if Mueller or any of the other people knew he had these strong opinions. Well, disqualified and sent to the Office of Personnel to shuffle, like, vacation request files. My question would be, since a lot of them lean that direction, Mueller's a registered Republican, has been his whole life. Right. Um, so I doubt they were talking this way around him. But it's certainly possible. Although there are many, many registered Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, and on down, who oh, sure. think Trump's an idiot. Mitt Romney. Yeah, or sure. dangerous. Yeah, Mitt Romney. Sure. Um, I would be interesting. Did the, interested, did the, the FBI agents, did they sit around and talk this way amongst themselves when the doors closed? And it's just them talking. Did they throw around this kind of talk? I wonder. Sometimes. Probably. That were involved in the investigation? Uh, yeah. And that's something. Uh, yeah. And Dershowitz says anybody holding that strong an opinion probably shouldn't be involved in an investigation. Mm-hmm. Because that is strong opinion. Yeah. You know, I've I've actually heard cops say the guy's a complete scumbag and we wanted to find him guilty of something, but he was clean. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, you know, plenty of videos coming out lately of uh, people getting framed. Drugs mysteriously finding their way into a pocket. Wait a minute, that wasn't in his pocket a minute ago. You know, that sort of thing has come out. So it's not unknown. But, it's God, it's of such critical importance that we have at least reasonable faith in the Federal Bureau of Investigations that they are not a political tool of one party or another. Well, That's critically important. A lot of that has disappeared in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I know it has. I mean, and damage, it's troubling. damage that is done for generations to come, maybe forever. Yeah. The FBI will never be, may never be viewed the same way as it was you know since since comey did his thing um the backs and forths of that i'd say in the last two years the fbi may never be the same it will never be the same in my mind as it was before all that yeah yeah we, i i, we, I we, realize... need this, we need this peter strock in well i guess i was going to say in, in front of congress he absolutely needs to be in front of Mueller. Under oath, with every syllable recorded, answering, what did you mean in that text? What are you talking about? Now, he's a reasonably intelligent man who who was carrying on an affair as the head of counterintelligence. Good Lord, I can't get over it. Um, So, you know, he's a pretty good liar, I'd imagine. But I'd still love to hear him answer that question. What are you talking about that even though it's unlikely Trump gets elected, we really need to do something as an insurance policy? What did you mean? This is the guy, my progressive friends, who was in charge of the investigation. What did he mean? Right. And uh, some news outlets don't see it as even newsworthy. Right. Well, it's the divided states of America. I I think our our, our media are, are... doing not only doing a poor job i think they are damaging the country because they've realized that bitter partisanship sells and it, it bothers me you know we, we there are plenty of people who think we ought to engage in it and look we have our points of view and we we lean toward them i'll admit that freely but there are people who think oh my god you guys you got to go like full one way or the other that's why you get ratings eh, i don't want to was i just a sap for thinking fbi agents wouldn't be talking that way I didn't think they'd be talking that way about presidential candidates. Uh, just, just doesn't seem cool. Yeah. Here come the douchebags about one of the president's families. Well, and, and the fact that they would put it in writing. I don't think you and I are unique. I don't that. even really want them sitting around on the couch drinking beer together saying that. 
But maybe mm. that's an unrealistic view. It doesn't bother me that much because they're human. As long as they're going to rise above that it. That level of contempt for the, the president's family. Yeah, that's, that's pretty strong. Yeah, I'd I mean, say. Well, listen. Donald Jr.'s a little slippery-ish, but he seems to be a reasonable guy. He has trouble recalling the details of meetings. Uh, but Iv- Ivanka, is that the, the, the little daughter there? Ivanka? Melania. I always get the two of them mixed up. I'm sorry. Ivanka's the Ivanka, daughter. right, yeah. Why are you calling her a DB? Seems to be a love, a, a, a smart, a, a, an attentive mom, I'm just a brilliant a, business. Regardless of that, I, I'm not sure you should be saying that about any. Was was he president at the time, or potentially president, when he said, "Here come the douchebags." That was during the convention. Here comes the douchebag family. In right. fact, you you right. recognized the coming of the douchebags while we were sitting there. You heard the murmurs and the the, the uh, you know whatever, and, and pointed out, "Wait, they're coming in." Yeah, I just I don't know. I, can't you get FBI agents that wouldn't say that sort of thing? Well, if it's just a bunch of agents who've been assigned to track down the emails and tell me how many mentions of Putin there are in them. All right, great. But it's the guy heading it up. Hmm. Well, I think there'll be more investigating to come on this. Oh, yeah. And it's not, not doing over. the country any good. Oh, man. Boy, it was about a year ago. About the time Trump was uh, being inaugurated, that Harry Reid was saying the current head of the FBI, Comey at the time, was might as well work for the RNC. Right. So the FBI's uh, view as a nonpartisan organization is just probably gone. Now everybody thinks they're working the other side. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good for anybody. Um, first Bitcoin crime that I'm aware of. I guess it becomes worth enough. It's going to become a criminals are going to get into it. Among other things we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Hey, coming up, listen. We were talking about your kind of deep anthropological need to avoid corpses. If you had been alive in the time of Tyrannosaurus Rex and one came up behind you, what would you hear? What sound would that fearsome, perhaps the most fearsome ever beast make? I was talking about this with my kids just the other Science! night. Science! has nailed down the sound of the T-Rex. You will hear it, and you will quake with fear. In fact, I would position myself over some newspaper because you will probably release your bladder and or bowels. Are you going to make the noise yourself? No. No, science has has produced the noise. Salma Hayek's piece about Harvey Weinstein's was pretty troubling. That, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. George Clooney gave 14 of his best friends $1 million each. Imagine? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, you know who's pissed right now? George Clooney's 15th best friend. (laughs) That guy. That guy. So I was going to play a little game. Cool guy or DB? Is this a cool guy move or a DB move? For George Clooney to send an invitation to 14 of his best friends that he's known for a long time and said... 
hey, clear off September 27th, 2013 on your calendar because I'm having a big party at my house. Will and do. And then he, See ya, Clooner. And then they get there, and he says, <clears throat> and there's a bag sitting there on their seat, a fancy bag, like a real expensive bag. And he says, look inside your bag, and inside the bag is a million dollars in cash. Holy for each of cow. Them. And I just... That he uh, preemptively paid the taxes on, so it's all it's all there. <laughs> and he says, I just want you to thank you all for being good friends to me before I was somebody, after I was somebody, blah, 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 blah. Is that a cool move? Or does that make you a DB? Is that is that a, look how much freaking money I've got. Some of his friends refused it, said, I don't want your money, yeah. which I can see if you're doing. I'll take his money. If That's what I would have said. If you're doing fairly now well. I got think, two. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice of you, but I don't really need your million dollars. I'm, I'm okay. So I believe he ended thanks. up taking it because he said if any yeah. one of you refuses, yeah. then nobody gets which, it. Which, again, is that a cool move or a DB move? So now you're telling Boy, me. It's all so strange. I just think it's kind of a weird thing to do. I, absolutely nobody says George Clooney is a bad guy. Nope, 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 nope. No, de- definitely that. Everybody, and I've seen lots of interviews with people say he is just fantastic. So we need a presumption of non a holishness here, sure. Mr. Armstrong. I don't appreciate your tone about the handsome, handsome Mr. Clooney. I don't think, I, I think in general, you go around to your friends and say, here, I'm giving you some cash just as a thank you. Here's a whole bunch of cash. For being my buddy before and staying my buddy. And, it just well, part seems of it was, weird to me. Said, well, I, you, do it, you do that in private? You have a private conversation. You mentioned one guy used to sleep on his couch. You, you have a private with him and say, I, I sleep on your couch. You were so nice to me. I'm doing really well here. That, I still think that's a little weird. It could make your friendship weird to me. But it's different to get them all together in a room and all at once. Look at the big swinging Richard I am. I don't. I don't know. It well, just seems a little strange. Again, if if that's not in him, then don't put those words in his mouth. On the other hand, that would create some really weird dynamics. The couch surfing thing. I was thinking. All right, wait a second. How about instead you say, "Hey, I want you to meet me at uh, one twenty three, uh, you know, La Bamba Avenue." And you meet him there, and you say, you know what? When I needed a place to stay, you let me stay at your place. This is your place. I want you to enjoy this. Forget it. It's yours. Free and clear. Title's in your name. It's your place. Um, But then I thought, you just bought the dude a house. Now, how does that change the relationship? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's odd. I'll grant you that. It's really odd. I mean, I mean if you're actually friends, wouldn't any, like, disagreement or, or, or boy, just anything? Well, right. How about the next time you go out for drinks? No, I got the tab. Uh, you got the tab. I just, uh, you know. Or uh, I guess, you know, if the nobody picks up the check, Clooney's like, hey, I just gave each of you guys a million bucks. I mean. You could pick up the drinks tonight. I realize I usually do, but I mean, I, or, you know, or, if everybody's wanna... friends and really love each other, maybe that doesn't happen. But I think it's, yeah, I think it could cause really weird. I just, well, just try wow. to picture somebody you're friends with and going and giving them a bunch of cash. Doesn't that seem? I'm trying to the, think how, of the richest guy I know. Okay, they, now I got him. How would, right. they, how would they react to you if you just said, "Hey, you've, you've been friends. We've been friends a long time. Here's five thousand dollars." I just, I just think they think, "What the hell? I'm fine." I'm I'm okay. Or, it's very or not. And the next time you want to go out to eat, how about we go to that chicken place? We always go to that chicken place. Oh, so we can't go to the restaurant I chose? I just gave you a million dollars. I mean, I just I just think it's weird to make things weird. I think we've learned why we shouldn't accept a million dollars from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take your million dollars, Sean. <laughs> now I've got two again. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Decision day for the future of the Internet. The GOP tax reform plan facing an unexpected threat and the best and worst Christmas gifts, according to science. Coming and up. 
And science has let us know what the fearsome Tyrannosaurus Rex would actually sound like. And Joe's going to make the noise. No, I'm not. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a heck of a statement, but I'm more troubled by the division in news coverage than any I've ever seen in my life. Mm. If you had Democrat congressmen grilling the FBI because they believed the FBI was corrupt in their investigation of Hillary Clinton, this would be the only story you're hearing about in America. Front page of every paper in America. That's correct. The every sort of, newscast. The sort of stuff Jim Jordan was saying yesterday to the FBI. Mm-hmm. We'll play a little bit of that for you uh, coming up. If 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 it were reversed, I'm thinking it would be an enormous story, and it's getting no coverage. All right, we got to get to the news. We've got to do Tyrannosaurus Rex because we have a guest coming up uh, next segment. Gotcha. Okay. So let's get it on. It is decision day for the future of the internet, my friends. Customers' uh, future internet experience now rests in the hands of the FCC. Expected to vote today. To end the rules requiring what is called net neutrality. Going big on it, 8 o'clock. Pencil- Help you understand it. Pennsylvania AG Josh Shapiro warning against ending it. Without it, then big companies can decide what content you're going to get at a certain speed and what content you're going to get, say, at a slower speed. That pretty much wraps it up. The vote could usher in big, big changes in how you use your Internet. President Trump says a deal is close as he tries to push a massive tax bill over the finish line. Now we're just days away, I hope, from keeping that promise and delivering a truly amazing victory for American families. But those plans have run into some unexpected challenges. Senator John McCain's been hospitalized for treatment of the side effects caused by his cancer treatments. That's the statement anyway. And now CBS News is reporting 80-year-old Senator Thad Cochran has missed several key votes in recent days. He is battling uh, an undisclosed illness at this point. Wow. So Republicans are dying off. And they're going to most likely need one of those two senators back on the Senate floor in order to pass the tax reform package. Vice President Pence is delaying a trip to the Middle East so he can preside over the Senate in case he needs to cast the deciding vote in favor of the reform. So if those two guys can't vote, they'd need every Republican to vote for it to get to 50-50. Yeah. And then Pence would cast the defense. That's cutting it close. Including Claire McCaskill. Or is that Susan Collins? Susan Collins <laughs> is right. Yes. I like your Susan I'm Collins. I'm so yeah. simple I've forgotten my name. <laughs> Disney is acquiring most of 21st Century Fox. The Walt Disney Company is confirming it's made a deal to acquire most of the assets of Fox for more than $52 billion in stock. So this is like the two biggest movie companies coming together? Yep. As part of the deal, Disney gets Fox's movie studio, TV studio, and cable channels, FX, and National Geographic. But not Big Fox, no. the network, and not Fox News. No, they're going to spin that off uh, and sell it to uh, shareholders. How Those... about a pointy-nosed furry beast? That's still okay? <laughs> yeah, they'll own that. Disney will own the oh, Fox. Oh, my yes. goodness. The mouse owns the Fox. The tables have turned. <laughs> there you go. The best and worst holiday gifts according to science. Now, it sometimes can be hard to choose a gift for somebody, but there are some guidelines science has uncovered that can make it easier. One study found... 
surprise gifts are usually a lot less appreciated than things uh, people specifically Mm. ask for. It's been my experience. Yep. Another finds, and this shouldn't be a big surprise, people really like getting those gift cards as gifts. You know, they Kids don't. Well, no, not the kids. Not the little kids. Yeah. No, teenagers do. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, you give a five-year-old a gift card, they cry. They just cry. <laughs> As for they th- chew on it for a while. I don't like this. <laughs> As for things to stay away from, don't give a gift to charity on someone's behalf. It the is, human fund. It is, <laughs> it, it is likely to make them feel slighted. Yeah, that doesn't work either. Well, unless you have an agreement. That's yeah. all we do now among the adults in my family. I bought a goat for an uh, Arab in uh, Yemen. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Send me a pic now and again. My old goatee is looking big now. They're growing up. Oh, so you don't have to feel pressured to spend a ton of money on gifts. There's no scientific evidence that shows the higher the uh, present's price, the higher the recipient's satisfaction. Did kindness and generosity enter into this at any point? Or is it just what you get out of it? There's no scientific evidence that the more expensive, the greater the reciprocation. But I have plenty of anecdotal evidence yeah, that yeah, leads no me kidding. to believe that. Which I will lean upon. And lastly, science says give gifts that reflect your own interests and hobbies. A series of studies. Get my wife a new guitar? <laughs> yes. She doesn't even play the guitar. Here's a bowling ball. <laughs> science found that givers and receivers report greater feelings of closeness to their gift partner. All right, wrap it up, Johnny give- Junk Science. we got to get to the Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> i got four words when the gift reflects the giver at your news i'm all marshall right. phillips when the gift reflects it okay that makes right, sense right. i'm glad so you got to that so listen the fearsome roar of the tyrannosaurus yes. rex just the other night we're laying in bed we're reading about dinosaurs yeah. including right. the t-rex and i said to my kids you know scientists don't really know what any of these beasts would sound like what their skin was like they're guessing on all this right now correct me if i'm wrong every time it's portrayed in a film it's kind of a screechy roar like a lion but with some to it. Yeah, but I don't know who decided that. Well, right. But new research suggests the king of the dinosaurs, the terrible lizard, made a far more sinister sound. This is uh, naturalist Chris Packman working with uh, vertebrae paleontologist, University of Texas. I was going to be one of those. Um, <laughs> they they think that, that reptiles, that birds are really the um, descendants of dinosaurs. Birds and reptiles. Uh, obviously. Um, the most chilling noises in the natural world today come from predators, the howl of the wolf, the roar of the tiger, but experts now doubt that T-Rex sounded anything like them. They used the booming call of the Eurasian bittern and the vocalization. That's what I would have done. Uh, I almost went to paleontology school. And I'm sure you would have sprinkled in a little Chinese crocodile based on the skull structure, etc., to estimate the sound the, T-Roy, the T-Rex would have made. Um... And it's very different from what you've heard in movies, but it is scary enough to make you loose your bowels. Ladies and gentlemen, what the T-Rex probably sounded like coming up behind you. So which A very, see, that's disappointingly which, short. Which um, noise is, is it the boom-boom-boom sound or the creak at the end? Both. Okay. Both. It would sound like an extremely low-pitched rumble. Oof. Very much like the creaking of uh, floorboards when you were in your basement as a kid. Those of us who grew up with basements. It, it, it's the low-pitched primal rumble 
and they've studied this, that causes the most immediate, intense fear among people. How did movie people figure that out? Because that's what they put in movies to scare you. You know what? They just, I, I, I assume they just either knew it instinctively or they made various noises. And when it was boom, 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 people freaked out and they saw it at the screenings. Wow, wait a minute. That noise worked. Can you I know, hear it again? Yeah, they, yes. Here it is. See, I would have soiled my loincloth. And Something then I, that low pitched. And then I would have said in caveman language, feats don't fail me now. Right. And I'd have taken off running. And they right. said you were more likely to actually feel yeah. the sound waves going through you than you would actually hear the the guttural of course, sound. There were no we, there were no homo sapiens around at the time of T-Rex. So. Mm, nor heterosexuals. But anyway, the point is it'd be really scary. Uh, plus those, those sort of low rumbles played again over and over again. I want to hear it over and over again as we go to break. A sort of rumble could be heard over uh, miles. Yeah, miles. if they, if they, uh, I'll bet at some point they bring back a T Rex somehow <laughs> with DNA or something. Michael, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> you have not disappointed us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the sounds of T Rex. I'll play that for my kids today. They'll be fascinated by that. So they are way off with the sound, right? <laughs> Exactly. Huh. Chilling! So there was quite a grilling of the FBI and the Justice Department yesterday over whether or not this is a corrupt investigation into the Trump collusion thing. We're going to get a report on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Boy, any of the birds in California rice fields makes that sound at me. Page or exchange of text messages back and forth show they don't like the president. But that's nothing new. Everyone on Mueller's team, no one on Mueller's team likes Trump. We already knew that. But I want to focus on one in particular. And Mr. Strzok says this, I want to believe the path you threw out for consideration in Andy's office. Then there's a break. Dash, it says that there's no way he gets elected. No way Trump gets elected. He says, I want to believe that. You said that in the meeting in Andrew McCabe's office. I want to believe that. But then he goes, but I'm afraid we can't take that risk. What was the answer to that? Uh, there was a lot of grilling going on yesterday. That was Jim Jordan. He's a congressman from Ohio who's kind of taking the lead on this. We need a second special investigation. Uh-oh. of the. F- we need that to investigate the first investigation, which we're getting into crazyville now. Kelly Cohen is a criminal justice reporter for the Washington Examiner and joins us now. Kelly, welcome. How are you? Good morning, guys. I am fighting a little bit of a cold, but I think I'll survive. <laughs> well, sorry to hear that. Yeah, tis the season. Hey, so what was the hearing about on Capitol Hill yesterday for folks who aren't following the story closely? Right. So Rod Rosenstein, he's the deputy attorney general. So that means he's the number two right behind Jeff Sessions. When Jeff Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation many months ago, Rosenstein became who oversees it. And then he appointed special counsel Robert Mueller to go dive into it. So that's how we've had he know those charges um, with Manafort and Gates and Papadopoulos. So he's kind of got that whole large 2016 Russia investigation going. But Rosenstein still oversees Mueller. In fact, he's the only person who can fire Mueller. So when you see news reports that 
you know, maybe the president wants to fire Mueller. He actually can't. That's all about Rosenstein. He approves the budget. He approves the scope of the investigation. Let's say Mueller wants to go investigate something completely random, not related to anything related to the Russia investigation. Rosenstein kind of say, wait, you know, I don't think we should go there. So he oversees that. And then obviously when he's not doing that, he oversees a slew of other things at the Justice Department. And when you actually look at what the deputy attorney general oversees at the Justice Department, it's insane. He's got a lot on his plate. So Okay, so Rosenstein, was, before we get to who was asking the questions, Rosenstein is a Trump guy, right? Appointed um, by yeah, Trump. He was appointed by Trump. Which I think is important uh, to remember as he's getting screamed at by Republicans about an right. unfair investigation about Trump. Okay. Right. He's, you know, he's a career prosecutor. He's been, he's been around, he's been in the world of law for a very long time. And he's probably, you know, when you watch, when you watch politicians, he's probably one of the most articulate ones I've ever watched talk. So mm. he's a great person. I, I just think he's brilliant um, just oh. because he talks so thoroughly. So he's, he's been around for a very long time. He's been in law for a very long time and he assumed office, I think in April. So um, you're already so admitting your prejudice, Ms. Cohen. So <laughs> now what I would like to know, since he is so smart and articulate, et cetera, he was, he was being grilled um, by the gent we heard and others about the fairness of, of the investigation, right. because there is a growing right. perception that it is uh, that Mueller's team is chock full of anti-Trump, right. pro-Clinton people. How did right. you find Rosenstein's uh, retorts and/or answers to those questions slash accusations? Well, so the word he used that was used a lot yesterday was impropriety, and he kind of shut down all of those things. You know, he's like, "Look, we have rules and regulations. Obviously, people have political opinions. I have political opinions. You have political opinions. That happens in the workplace." But he's like. You know, they're subject to all the department rules and ethics oversight if they were regular Justice Department employees. So when those political when those political opinions become a problem and they start to interfere your work, you're going to get in trouble and you're going to get cut. And we saw that with Strzok and we saw that with Lisa Page. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to say what you want to say. But just from the appearance yesterday, it seems that Rosenstein has, you know, kind of a good grip on what's going on in Mueller's team. And, you know, if there was maybe some bias, maybe Strzok and Page wouldn't. They would have stayed on the team. Um, right, but it's a hell of a thing because Strzok was way high in the investigation. They have to sack him for perceived right. bias at best, and actual bias more, prob- bias more probably is, is pretty troubling. Right. So I think, if anything, you know, yes, there are the department rules and regulations. I mean, there are clear ethics advisors that make sure that, that are overseeing the special counsel just like they oversee the Justice Department. So I think maybe, if anything, those might get a little bit tighter, and we might see we just – it might just see, see a little bit tighter and um, the special counsel and the Justice Department might be even a little bit more transparent about um, what's going on. How, where would you put the likelihood of a second special counsel, which I believe would be unprecedented in U.S. history, uh, a, another special counsel to investigate the first <laughs> special counsel? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, how many how many times can you say special counsel ten times fast? Yeah. I I, it's hard because... I think a lot of people didn't even think there was going to be a first special counsel. I think that was kind of, so I think it's just going to have to, it's going to be one of those day by day things. I would say it's not above 50%. Oh my God. So it's a possibility. I mean, because I met a special counsel. I'm just worried about how that would look. I would think you'd have FBI agents investigating other FBI agents in the justice department. And, and it just, it would be crazy. Sorry. Say that one more time. You cut out. (laughs) They would all be investigating, the Justice Department and the FBI would all be investigating each other, some people on the same team, some people on the opposite team. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how yeah. that would play out constitutionally. 
I'm not really sure how that would play out either. You, whew, but, yeah, I uh, think it's to be avoided, really. Oh, I think yeah. Let's not go yeah. down that road quite yet. Um, you know, with folks like Trey Gowdy and uh, and uh, Jim Jordan, is it? Uh, you know, th- th- they seem pretty adamant and aggressive. Let's just leave it to them for now. Kelly Cohen is a criminal justice reporter for the Washington Examiner. Hey, are you? Are you? Is this part of your beat? You're like you're covering this story regularly because we've been looking for a go-to. Uh, you know, the Russia stuff. Yeah, yeah well, in, and yeah, and the FBI, whether or not they're corrupt, all that stuff. So you're covering this regularly. Yeah. So I, you're our girl I, then. I'm really, yes, I'll say yes because I have. You know, I do the Justice Department. I have a. I spend a lot of time with the Justice Department, and I'm going to be spending more time with Russia. So if you need me, I'll be here. Okay. Kelly, I found the phrase "you're our girl" to be uh, harassment. At best. No, it's okay. Well, no, I don't think it is. I really. If she were a dude, I'd have said you are a boy, but would that have been harassment? No, it's a double standard. No, you guys are good to go. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I see from your bio that you're a, uh, a Missouri Tiger, University of Missouri. I am. Pa- yes, passionate about... A, 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 sorry? Today is my five-year anniversary of graduating from college. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. This is not my five-year anniversary of graduating from college. <laughs> Fabulous. You're passionate <laughs> about sports like... and tacos. I, too, am passionate about tacos. Yeah. The delicious exactly. Mexican sandwich that is the taco. So good. I could eat tacos every meal of the day. <laughs> Kelly Cohen of the Washington Examiner. Great to talk to you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. She's thinking, I got a cold. I'm going back to bed. Quit asking me what college I went to. That's what she's thinking. God, is this not done yet? <laughs> Uh, so net neutrality is going to happen. What's that mean to you? We're going to try to nail it's that gonna down. It's going to unhappen. Um, my kids were, uh, I'm landing on a plane last night. Get the text from my wife. We're at the ER. No! You hate to take your kids to the ER. Uh, so got that whole story. Yeah, good and stuff. much more. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.